Hello, church family. My name is Joe Nickerson, and my wife's name is Linda Nickerson. And we are both from the South. I'm from the South Bronx, and she's from Southern California, but still the South. Alan, if you're out there, Alan, uh, how you doing? And although there are many verses that have impacted my life up to this point, um, one that sticks out of my mind because of the nature of the time that we are in, somewhere around Father's Day. And so the verse that comes to mind for me is Genesis 33, 5. And what it says is this, And he lifted his eyes and saw the women and children and said, Who are these with you? So he said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. I've been married now for 45 years. My first 15 years of marriage was a very, very rocky time. And because of that, was the, the reason for that was because we didn't have God in our life at all. And we had six children, and none of those children were hearing anything about the way God can govern their life and guide their path or any of those things and how loving and God that he is. So with that said, those children had no background in, in knowing the Lord. So my wife and I um, one day decided that we would go to church with her brother, who we thought was kind of a crackpot because he was a born-again Christian and we thought he was like an occult. And so he would tell us all these things and we thought it was crazy, but I said, all right, let's go with him. He's a real nice guy. What's funny about it, he lived with us for a little while at that time, and we saw firsthand how he handled his family with prayer and love and kindness and how they never shouted at each other and all these things, which were the opposites for us. So that started us thinking, well, maybe there is something to this. So we went to church with him. I remember that first time going to church with him, and they were talking about Jesus and God and everything right from his very word, right from the book. And we said to ourselves, wow, this is different. We're not just listening to someone, they're actually giving us the word right out of the Bible. So we didn't talk about it much that week. But the following week we went to church and sure enough, a great message again. And as that message came across, I can remember having my face in my hands and my elbows on my knees thinking, I have to do something because life's not going real well for us. And lo and behold, they did an altar call. And as they did that altar call, I finally said to myself, I got to do this. I got to do something. I got to change my life. So I got up and I took, turned to the right and I walked down the pew and I went out onto the aisle. And lo and behold, as I turned to go down towards the front, I looked across and there was my wife doing the same thing. So we both met at the front of that church. Well, that was the day the blinders got taken off our eyes and we came to know the Lord. Well, over the next few years, what had transpired was the blinders were totally taken off and we saw where we went wrong in life. And because of that, we realized, oh my gosh, we blew it. We never told our kids anything about God. We never told them the path to be on. We never told them anything they could do to govern their lives in times of trouble. So with that, 
another verse came to mind. And the verse says this, it's Joel 2.25. I will restore to you the years that swarming locusts have eaten. The locusts of this world had eaten the first 15 to 17 years of our life. And now we didn't know what to do. So we went to prayer. And as we prayed, we realized we both were praying the same thing. Lord, give us another opportunity. Let us another shot at it. Somehow let us be able to help children in some way. And sure enough, you gotta be careful what you ask for because sometimes he gives it to you. And so we ended up with 17 grandchildren. And as we had those children and as they grew, we constantly talked to them about God. We constantly talked to them about Jesus. We showed them the way. We, showed, we were impacting their lives by the walk, not just the talk. Eventually what happened is that we had a granddaughter, 20 years old, who was hooked on heroin. And because of that, she ended up coming to live with us for a while because the comfort is at Grammy and Papa's house. And what a beautiful thing to think that the children think of you, that that's where comfort is found. Well, she came to live with us, and I remember talking with her several times, going uh, to and from work, because we'd bring her to and from work. At night, I'd pick her up and bring her home. And the very first week that she was there, I remember her making a statement, and that statement was, you know, Papa, I know nobody loves me because of all the bad things I've done. And I said, well, you know what, granddaughter, that's not totally true. But you know there's those times in life when you have to say to yourself, is this my time to talk or is this my time to listen? So I let it go at that. A couple of weeks later, I was bringing her home from work. We got home and, and uh, I was getting ready to go upstairs to go to bed. And I uh, turned around to my granddaughter and said, good night, honey. And she said, good night, Pop Pop. And I said, I love you as I was walking up the stairs. And the next thing I heard was, pop up. I said, yeah, baby, I know you do. What a thing to hear, how it touched my heart that she said that, that she realized finally that people did love her. And all I could think was, what's the next step, Lord? We have to let her know that you love her. So the next Sunday we're in church, great sermon by Pastor Jerry. Just fantastic, very impactful. And uh, so happened that it was Communion Sunday. So as the elements were being passed out, my wife turned to my granddaughter and said, you know, honey, you don't want to be taking that unless you really believe in Jesus Christ. And my granddaughter turned to her and said, oh, I believe in him. He's the one that saved me. Again, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. At the end of that, the service was over, people were getting up ready to leave, and my granddaughter hurriedly gets out of the aisle we're sitting in, and I'm thinking, where's she going? She makes a left and turns, beeline right to Pastor Jerry. Lo and behold, Pastor Jerry's standing by himself, which is very unusual, and she walks up and hugs him and thanks him for the word that he brought across, that it impacted her, and she felt every bit of it and knows Jesus loves her. What a great thing to hear again from your granddaughter. A short time after that, we lost her. But what we have to remember is this. As grandparents, we impacted her life. 
We allowed her to know that we loved her, that other people loved her, and most importantly, that Jesus loved her. So with that said, I just want this message to go out to all the fathers and grandfathers. We impact our children and our grandchildren. A matter of fact, the most impactful people in the life of a child are their parents. The second most impactful people in the life of a child is the grandparents. Then comes pastors, youth pastors, teachers, all those are after who's second, which is the grandparents. So grandparents, keep in mind, you have a great impact on your grandchildren. Please talk to them, walk with them, show them the way. They are your life. I want to thank you very much for allowing me to speak to you today. And I ask that all of you have a blessed day.